Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five, the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands. And it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances, And then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process they use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having 
just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back. Like I've always known dairy. I do not do well with dairy. Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating. Like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff. And Actually, according to this, uh, all clear alcohol is not good, but I'm totally cool with red wine. So things like that were really, really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that I'll be doing and uh, just just gave me all the information in one shot. So I highly, highly recommend them if you are looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S.com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, and you're going to get a nice discount. Hi, friends, and welcome. I am glad you're here. This is episode 64 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. And today, we are going to talk all about how to stop at enough. So this is really about learning the skill, and it is a skill, by the way, um, that we can learn and practice to stop the overeating habit. So whether you're just in a habit of overeating food because you kind of eat it mindlessly or um, you're like some of us who have difficulty stopping eating even once full or satisfied because you kind of use it for emotional purposes or your stress eating um, or even in the habit of binging, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some real concrete strategies and um, some more in-depth reasons as to why this is, occurs. We're going to get a little bit into the psychology. Um, but before we get started, just a reminder, you can go to my website, heatherheinen.com, and from there you can get a whole lot more detailed information um, if you're considering working with me. Uh, there is so much detail over there, so I'm not even going to go into it, but um, a lot of words that you can th read through to really make sure, um, you know, if you're considering if it's a good fit or not. Uh, there's also lots of other valuable free information over there. You can sign up for my free monthly newsletter, which is totally free. Um, but I always include lots of tips and tricks on, on all kind of the things that we're talking about here. So please go over and do that. You can also go to, there's a page on my website called my I think it's called My Favorite Things. I don't know. It's the last tab on there. Um, but there's lots of uh, discount codes and um, things like that that you can check into as well. You can also get to my social media links from there. Uh, and my Instagram is Heinen Counseling and Coaching. If you want to go follow me over there, that would be great. 
And also you can learn more about my other podcast or link into it from my website. And I just changed the name of that one. It's now called Flexible Fasting with Heather Heinen instead of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Wait, the Heather Heinen Intermittent Fasting Podcast is what it was called. Now it's called Flexible Fasting with Heather Heinen. Okay, so head over to my website, get all the information Let's move on to what we're talking about today. Recently, I've had a lot of questions and conversations with clients about how to stop at enough, meaning, you know, how does one stop eating when they've had enough and, you know, how do we not overfeed ourselves? And I found this came up a lot right after the Thanksgiving holiday. I I heard stories about you know, eating until painfully full and, you know, that feeling of being unable to stop eating, even when knowing that they were full. And and some of this gets into what it's like if you deal with binging behaviors at all, that overstuffing ourselves until we're painfully full, the the fog eating that often occurs, that's, that's where you just eat and eat where you're kind of almost checked out, right? You're you're in that fog or a daze, call that fog eating. So this applies to binging behavior, but this skill of stopping at enough also applies to anyone who doesn't actually um, binge by definition per se, but just eats more in one sitting um, than is necessary to nourish our bodies. It, it applies to those of us who have had a really hard time stopping eating, like at holiday meals or special meals, I, you know, I often hear things like this. When I start eating, I literally can't stop eating even when I'm full. Is there something wrong with me? Or my biggest struggle is to stop eating when I'm full already and do not feel like eating anymore. Even when I feel totally stuffed, I have this, you know, stupid all or nothing mentality and try to use the situation to eat as much forbidden food as I can. It's when I hear a lot and I've been there myself in the past. So I'm, I'm going to talk about the mindset and why so many of us have difficulty stopping at enough. How it comes from a very existential drive and a core fear that many of us carry around. And, and I am going to get into this deeper psychology here because if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I am a pusher and a believer that understanding the why behind our behaviors is so important for a first step in order to make changes. So that awareness and understanding I believe always need to come first for permanent behavior change. We can change behaviors for a short period of time on the surface of things. So, you know, I can make myself stop at enough for maybe a few days, a week, maybe even a month. But eventually, if I've not explored and examined and come to a deeper understanding of why I do what I do, then I'm not going to be able to sustain that behavior change over time. And our goal here is to create new behaviors that are sustainable over time. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the deeper psychology for a bit, and then I am going to give you some very practical thought and behavior strategies, like always, that you can start to implement today to get yourself into the habit of stopping at enough. The the skill of stopping at enough, by the way, and, and again, this is a skill. So we know with a skill, that it can be learned, but in order for it to be learned, we need to practice it and that there are going to be times of making mistakes. Um, 
I hate that word too, making mistakes, but just there's going to be times we're going to fall off. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to slip up of, of not doing it once in a while. And that is normal and it's okay. If you find yourself practicing this skill and it's going pretty good, like day one, day two, and then day three comes along or a holiday or a celebration comes along and all of a sudden you've ate past enough, it is okay, my friends. This is normal. Just correct and continue on. Don't make it a big deal. If you make a big deal out of it, out of this slip up, if you start shaming yourself for it, well, you know, you know that what that shame cycle does. It makes us eventually overeat even more. Bottom line is stopping at enough is a habitual psychological and physical skill. And both can be learned. Okay, so that was a long intro. So let's get into it. So a lot of this has to do with that FOMO mindset, right? That fear of missing out. And by the way, I love the acronym JOMO, you know, the joy of missing out. I've posted that on my social media a few times. I just love it because it's so accurate to my introverted me. You know, there is so much joy in missing out for me. And and there can be peace and stillness and a sense of calm when we miss out, if you will. Okay. So anyway, if you pay attention to your thoughts and If you see anything in your thought world like this only happens once a year so I need to eat it all now or maybe something like I may not get grandma's pie ever again so I need to eat as much of it as I can right now or everyone else gets to eat these things so I should be able to too. Anything like that in your thought world is going to indicate that you have the fear of missing out. And this is actually an interesting fear if we break it down because at its core, you know, if you fear missing out, at its core is actually a core fear belief that we don't belong. So, you know, just stay with me here and think about this. If you are afraid of missing out on anything, that's really coming from a core belief system that you don't belong. And as humans, We have three main existential drives or goals that play out in our subconscious or our unconscious parts of our brain. And so those three things are identity, right? We want to know who we are. Um, I'm not going to go into this one in detail because it is a biggie, but just understand, you know, this is one of our three drives. We, We want to know who we are. So identity. The other one is purpose. You know, we sort of have this human drive to follow our dreams, to find freedom, And then the third one is belonging. So belonging is huge. You know, we become part of teams. um, We rally behind a social cause we believe in. We we create things in our lives to give us a sense of belonging. And and this is the one we're going to talk about. We we really have this innate drive to belong. And if you can get on board with the existential desire within our design as humans to belong. And and by the way, I won't get into it here, but if you want to explore it more, uh, there's many theories on why this is, you know, everything from evolutionary needing to belong to a tribe for survival, um, to the, to the drive to procreate. So we need another person to do this. We need to belong to another person to do this, um, to the need to belong, Um, to now we're actually able to see what happens in the brain when we belong versus when we feel we belong, when we think we belong versus what goes on on in the brain when we feel we don't belong. At any rate, for for our purposes here, it's enough to understand that we have a fundamental desire 
to be accepted and to belong. And when we feel we belong, we feel safe, we feel secure, we're at peace, we're relaxed, this core existential desire to belong. When, when we feel we don't belong, we actually get to a core belief system of I'm not enough. Because if I was enough, I would belong. And if I don't feel I belong, then obviously I'm not enough. So you ask and, and how in, you know, how in the world does this relate to food and not stopping at enough? And when we have thoughts of missing out on things that create that sense of tension and anxiousness on missing out, and therefore we feel we're not enough in this world, we can actually sort of overlay this or put this onto food. So you know how I'm always talking about patterns or thoughts or habits of thoughts? And, and then from these habit thoughts, we have these patterned or habit feelings. So it's sort of this habit of thought of I don't belong or the habit feeling of fear of I'm not part of something. I'm not enough. And we overlay this pattern or habit of thought feeling onto food. So now if I think, well, everyone else is having it, so why can't I? And I should be able to have it too, all with this undercurrent or unconscious pattern playing out. Young called this sort of thing archetypal patterns. At, at any rate, um, this particular habit or pattern feeling, like I'm missing out, I don't belong, I'm not enough, come from that archetypal habit, thoughts, and feelings of not belonging and not feeling I'm enough. If I think everyone else um, is doing the thing and now I'm left out of that, I have touched on this really, really deep existential fear of being left out and then that core belief that I'm not enough. And so now if I hold this very deep core belief of not belonging and therefore the core belief of not being enough, this creates many feelings of shame and really toxic shame. And toxic shame manifests um, in many different ways within our lives. Often it can come out as perfectionism, as people pleasing, as resentment towards others, avoiding or withdrawing from others, dishonesty. There is often anger towards ourselves and others, self-disgust. Shame, toxic shame can make us feel small and worthless. It definitely comes into our inner dialogue, our self-talk, and we get into this painful loop of negative self-talk, feeling shame, undesired behavior, like overeating, not stopping at enough, then more negative self-talk for the undesired behavior we just performed, feeling shame, more destructive behaviors, again, again, again. So it's just this vicious cycle that we get going in. And when toxic shame lingers without um, without resolution, you know, with without a solve, the desire to hide from it, to escape from ourselves, is what leads to harmful behaviors like substance misuse, um, self-harm, disordered eating patterns, etc. and definitely overeating. Eating past enough is a behavior that manifests itself from this process, from these core fears and core beliefs. Okay, so if you've stuck with me through the deep psychological stuff as to why we don't stop it enough, why we overeat, and how this gets into a pattern or habit of behavior, Stay with me here as we move into what to do about it. How to start building the skill of stopping at enough. 
I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Let's start with the thought work because really this is the core of how we make behavior change stick, how we make it last, how we create new habits that will go on forever. If we want to get this started, we, we need to uncover the thoughts we have in the moment of wanting to continue to eat when we know we've had enough. So these, knowing what we're thinking in these moments, these are going to be our clues as to what we want to shift our thoughts to be in order to create more helpful and useful thoughts that are going to support our feelings and therefore our new behaviors that we're trying to implement. So remember, thoughts create our feelings and sensations, which then motivate our behavior. So, you know, we have thoughts that create our feelings. And with every feeling, there's a little chemical cocktail that goes around with it that creates sensations in our bodies, which then motivate our behavior. Okay. So if you sit down to a meal and you recognize about halfway through that you're full, you know, you've had enough, but there's still food on your plate and you feel almost compelled to eat it. But because you've been doing some of this work, you have a moment where you recognize I am full, but I really want to eat the rest of this. And now you, in that moment, you can ask why, what is the thought in my head compelling me to eat the rest of this food when I know I've had enough? That thought could be as simple as I just want it, or it might be as involved as something like, um, well, mom will be disappointed if I don't finish it all. Something like this is coming from messages that you received as a child, or Maybe it's something like, and this is always mine, I still get it all the time, I'm so stressed and I deserve to eat whatever I want and nothing else will relax me. So you get the idea. Figuring out what your brain is telling you in those moments, um, once you uncover that, now you can go to work to make these changes. So once you know your thought or thoughts, you want to write it down. Write down the thought you un- that you've uncovered, you know, and I I can't express how much quicker you're going to gain the skill of stopping at enough if you write down your thoughts. So your thought is written down and now underneath that sentence, underneath that thought that you've written down, write out a more helpful or useful sentence that you can think on purpose in those moments to help you gain the behavior that you desire, which is of course to stop at enough, to stop overeating. So some sentences that have worked for clients in the past as well as myself are ones like, I can stop eating now and if I'm hungry later, I can eat more then. Or I can stop now even though I know I will feel tension. I can sit with the tension because I know it will pass. Or, you know, I can have whatever I want whenever I want when I'm feeling hungry again. Or I can have more tomorrow when I'm hungry. Or if I stop now, 
I'm going to feel a bit of tension, but it will pass and I will feel really proud of myself for getting myself closer to my goal. You, you can't expect to stop overeating a certain food. We believe we were never going to get, if, we're, if we believe we're never going to get it again. So here's some of what I hear. And again, that I myself have experienced, you know, something like, well, I've blown it already. I've already overate the thing. So I might as well eat such and such too, because today is a bad day, but tomorrow will be good. So we end up eating vast quantities of food, well beyond enough to fit them in before they are off limits again. And and then again, we blame ourselves and shame ourselves for lack of control or lack of willpower. And then that shame cycle is set in motion again. So think about how you feel when you think those thoughts, right? The feelings that come up for me and that I've heard clients report are feelings of, you know, when we're thinking the thought, um, you know, I'm going to feel really proud of myself if, because I know I'm going to feel tension if I stop the eating now, but I'm going to feel really proud of myself for getting myself closer to my goal. When, when you think those thoughts, then the feelings that come up are things more of like calm and pride and peace. And, and when we create those feelings for ourselves through our thoughts, it is so much easier to engage in the behavior we desire to engage in. So basically it becomes easier not to overeat if we are thinking those sorts of thoughts on purpose. You know, it becomes so much easier to stop at enough. So those are a few ideas on the thought work. And and now let's talk about direct behavioral strategies to help you stop at enough. So give yourself we talked about this last week. Give yourself half the portion of food you normally do. And when you're finished, Take that time to recognize if you've had enough. You know, we we create that space we are looking for so you can use your thought work in that moment. Get mindful. Again, we talked about this last week. I, I, I probably talk about it in almost every episode. Practice your mindful eating protocols. It really is a surefire way to get you stopping at enough and not overeating as often. This one's kind of fun because it's different. Flip your fork upside down and... You know, it's pretty easy too, right? Just to flip your fork upside down. This is how they use forks in Europe. So instead of using your food to scoop, you know, this is a traditional American approach, flip your fork over so you have to pierce your food instead. It makes you focus on the actual process of eating and and forces smaller bites of food, which creates more time for our food to digest and fullness hormones to be released. It helps create more moments of mindfulness with our food. And then again, we talked about it last week, but plan, plan, plan. And I know it does take work initially, but I'm just offering it here again because it is seriously the number one strategy I see that works for people. Plan what you're going to eat for the day. Um, There are best practices for this. and, And these are the things that my clients learn about and working with me in more detail. But in general, plan your food and drink for the day and always include on your plan, something you really enjoy eating or drinking. So your plan will include foods to get you to your goal. And it also includes a treat or a food you really love every single day. And this takes away that restriction diet deprivation mentality. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you will understand why this is absolutely necessary for long-term lasting weight loss. 
And another one of my favorites, you've heard me talk about it before, but close the kitchen. Literally set a time, you will close the kitchen. So shut off the lights, put a chair in front of the fridge or pantry. These things signal that eating is done for the day and can help you stop at enough. It may create some tension, but it does help you to have that space again to actually make a decision to to eat um, when you're not hungry or not. There are many, many other strategies and also more nuances, but this does give you an overview on how to start working on this skill, you know, of stopping at enough in your thought work and in your behavioral habits. We talked about the why and the understanding of our psychology and how our core beliefs and fears and and therefore shame contribute to overeating behaviors of not stopping when we've had enough and, and how this turns into then pattern habits of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and then how this can be helped through on-purpose thought work. I also gave you some really simple, and I know not easy, but but simple behavior strategies you can start to practice. Once we have, once we have that skill of stopping at enough, at least most of the time in our lives, the weight really does fall off. And also maintaining your healthy weight becomes effortless. So give it a try. I hope you found something useful. And if so, please share it either on social media or with a person in your life you think might benefit. And also, if you'd be so kind to leave a review, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. I know it's a pain to take that time um, to do it, but it really does help me keep this podcast going. And as always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you sharing this space with me. Talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.